You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So this morning, we are going to share with you on what I titled the command center of your mind. <laughs> the command center of your mind, right? And why do I title this the command center of your mind? I want you to know that your mind is a very strategic place. It's a strategic part of your life, okay? And uh, I borrow the word command center from the military because that's where, that's where decisions are taken. That's where strategies are hatched, okay? Yeah, you remember, how many people remember when, when, they, um, when, they, were, when they took out Bin Laden? You remember that video when Obama was sitting there with, with all the, with some of the generals, yeah. and they are just watching, and you could see them sitting on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Yeah. They cannot make a mistake. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. It must be precise. Amen. Precise. So, there is a place in you, in your life. That your, 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 your life is being governed from that place. Okay? So the command center of your mind. That's the place where you receive. Okay? The, you receive information. You process that information. And then you dispatch from there. So a lot happens in your mind. That you are not even aware of. You're not aware of so much that is taking place, and you are not aware of the capacity of your mind. Your mind is a very powerful thing. Your mind is a gift from God. And the problem with religion is that religion, because it suspends your mind. So when a religious spirit is in operation, it doesn't allow you to think. And that's why religion is a bad thing. So people just, Jesus said, uh, I mean, God says, these people, they honor me with their lips. Their heart is far from me. So in the, with the religious spirit, you can just sing the song, I am in all of you. I am in all of you. You're not in awe. You're not mindful of the words you are saying. So you find people go to church, but they don't receive what they are supposed to receive because their minds are not engaged. So the mind is not even able to accurately receive. Now, if it's going to be the command center, it has to receive, right? Because in the, in the command center, they sit there and then information is sent from all over. Okay? Depending on the structure, the system that they put in place, but information, strategic information that is necessary for decision making. For the safety of the nation. They are sent there. Okay, so there are people that know the kind of information that needs to get to that place. So the information is sent there, 
then the information, because the people there are trained to process that information, and out of that, they are able to bring strategies, and then they send and instruct and dispatch for certain things to be carried out. So we look, you wake up in the morning, have your shower, you have your breakfast, or whatever your routine is, you read your Bible or whatever, you do that, and then you go to work, you work, and then you come back, and you, you know, you you're tired, you unwind, however you do it, and then you eat or whatever, and then you go to sleep. But there are people whose minds are engaged on a daily basis to determine the course of affairs in the land. Are you aware of that? Some people complain that CEOs earn so much money. It's because of their mind. They are paid for their minds. Hallelujah. They are paid for their minds. And if you look at life, you'll find out that people that use their minds more tend to be rewarded more than people that don't. Do you agree with me? Think about it. Think about it. Why? Why is it that it takes so long to make a doctor? The mind has to go through so much. You know, you are what you know. Yeah, you are what you know. That's why people that don't read will not go far. People that don't read, what? I was trying, as a brother, I was trying to convince him to read. He said, Pastor, I don't like to read. I said, do, do, do you understand what you're missing when you don't read? Ah, oh, no, you know, I just, did you just put everything in a video? I said, my friend, they can't put everything in a video for you. I know we are living in an age, in a digital age. But let me tell you, even e-books, Cannot replace hardcover. Yeah, I have hundreds of ebooks. All right? But I'm still looking for space to put physical books in my house and my study. I like to devour information. I spend a lot of money on books. Almost every day I buy a book. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. I introduced Doc to that. I don't know if he's <laughs> catching up. You're still buying. That's right. But at least in a week, I buy at least two books. <laughs> Some people are surprised. Yeah. You have to get informed. Amen. You have to read. Read, read, read. Okay? Stretch your mind. Amen. Your mind is like a muscle. Yeah. If you don't use it, yeah. it, will, it will just be slack. Okay? So you must fall in love with reading from today. Amen. If you are part of this church, you must be a reader. Yeah. 
you don't like to read, repent. <laughs> you are forgiven already. Start reading now. Start reading. Read some things. Yeah. I read every day. Every single day I read. I read something. Okay? Yeah. Why? Because... I, I cannot just exercise my physical body and not exercise my mental capabilities. Learn something every day. Learn a language, learn a skill. For God's sake, learn something. When last did you learn something new? Hello? When last did you learn something? Tell your neighbor when last you learned something new. Yes. Learn something new. Yeah. Learn something new. Keep learning. Keep learning. Your mind has tremendous abilities, but you underutilize. Underutilize it. Ask my family, they tell you, I'm just reading. Like, I, do you have an exam? My son, one day, one day asked me, Are you writing exams or what? Because he understands he studies when he has exams. No, it's not, it's not about exams. By the time you finish, you get that degree. That's when life begins. Amen. That's when the true learning begins. That's when the true learning begins. So your mind, that's the command center. That's, that's where it will be determined whether you will be great or not. Whether you will make an impact or not. Whether you can change the landscape of this generation or not. Some of you, since you graduated, you have stopped reading. Go, go back. Start doing something. Yeah. I commend some of you that are embarking on self-improvement endeavors. Kudos to you. I like that. Whenever I hear that, I'm always happy. Oh, I'm studying. I'm doing this course. I'm doing good. Go for it. Amen. Why? Because we want to be able to get to a place where, when we sit down with some people, we can talk sense. You can talk sense. Because what if brings you before certain great men? You start telling them, oh, you know, <laughs> I bought this watch in. <laughs> yeah? Do you know how many Rolexes I have? What is that? For what? Is that a discussion? What, what kind of discussion is that? You can't even rise to the occasion. 
and have an intelligent discussion. You can't. The ability to think has evaded many Christians. And it's sad. Very sad. We should be the brightest in the land. We should be the most hardworking in the land. We should be the most mentally agile people around. I'm telling you. So, well, you know, I'm getting old now. So, hello. Let's not even go there. Because studies show that if you use your brain, the older you get, the better and the sharper it is. You get sharper with age. You get smarter with age when you continue to use that brain. Many people's brains are on autopilot. You know what I mean by that? How many people you, 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 you drove all the way home and you didn't even realize how you got home? Yeah, because there's one route you always take. Isn't it? There's one route you always take. You take that every day. You have become so good at it that even with your eyes closed, you will get home safely. Yeah. So when you, when you do that, what's happening is that your brain is not engaged. It's not engaged. It's not forced to think. That's why I always, I don't like to take the same route all the time. I'm putting pressure on my brain to rewire itself. Hallelujah. And sometimes it frustrates some people around me. I'm just looking straight. Hallelujah. Because we want to get there quickly. I want to get there quickly, but hey, listen, I'm working on my mind. I'm just giving you different ways to use your brain. Sometimes you need to, if you're right-handed, sometimes you need to use your left hand for some things. Yeah, sometimes I brush with my left hand. To use your brain. Yeah. Left hand, isn't it? When last did you brush with your right hand? <laughs> just kidding. But I'm just telling you that your mind gets so used that it is not engaged, it is not challenged, and so it does not develop. Does not develop. And yet you want to be great. You want to change this world. Come on. Come on. Hmm? How are you going to do it? Start using this thing. I know we're spirit beings. And sometimes in church you think that it's only the spiritual things that are valuable. But I will have news for you. 
Every part of you is valuable. The spirit is valuable. Your soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions are valuable. And your body is valuable. So if you don't take care of your body, you just put every kind of junk inside. I heard about one guy that lived on uh, McDonald's. Is it chicken nuggets or something? For, for some years. And then he died. And he died. Just chicken nuggets. Every day, every day, every day, every day. And he died. That and at early age, everybody's going to die, right? At some point. But he died prematurely. But sometimes you eat that thing, you don't even know if it's chicken or if it's some, <laughs> it's some laboratory, something that was created in a lab. I don't know. Anyway, I have no idea. Please, if you have a McDonald's franchise, no hard feelings. Please forgive me. I love you. I will visit your... McDonald's shop someday, restaurant someday. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't take care of your body, it doesn't matter how fiery you are. It doesn't matter how, how visionary you are. It doesn't matter how much anointing you have. It doesn't matter the anointing you carry. Even if smoke is coming out every time you wake up. If you don't take care of that body, your body dies, you will die before your time and leave that vision. So you have to pay attention to every area, every area of your life. Take care of your spirit, take care of your mind, take care of your emotions. Come on. And your will as well. Take care of that. Amen. Some people are so weak. Their wills are so weak. You don't, no strength of conviction. You, 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 you believe this now. Somebody comes the next day and says something. You change your mind. What's wrong with you? Get a backbone. Some people here have a backbone of steel with spikes. <laughs> I don't want to go near that. One. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so your mind is the command center. That's where your life, the direction of your life is being determined. Okay? Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. What do you used to think? Your mind, right? Yeah. It's your mind. As he thinks in his heart, your, your, your mind is part of your heart. Oh, verse 7. Okay. As, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. He's talking about the miser. You see... To be a miser, there's something that is working in your mind. To be generous, there's something that works in your mind. It's all from the mind. Okay? 
Yeah, to be wicked, it's, it works in the mind. So some people blame everybody for their condition. Your mind is deceiving you. Nobody owes you anything, let me tell you. Nobody owes you anything in life. Okay, I know somebody borrowed something <laughs> from you. <laughs> somebody, loaned you, somebody loaned some money from you. I owe you that, you know. But I'm just talking about this entitlement mindset is killing our nation. Yeah. It's okay to hold the government responsible, but hey, don't wait for the government to put food on your table. It's not their responsibility. Okay? Nobody is the cause of your problem. Pastor, you don't understand. My situation is like this. I, I, I get you. I get you. Maybe you were victimized. Maybe, you know, I, maybe you were not in a place where you could defend yourself and you were treated somehow. I get you. But what happens after that is your responsibility. And that's what I'm saying. So you need to begin to take your seat in the command center of your mind and say, I want to now begin to determine my destiny. God has given you that power. Do you understand that? God has given you that power. He says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Hmm? Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 5. Where he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So you need to have the kind of mind that Jesus had. Now, if he says, let this mind be in you, what does that mean? It means that you have what it takes to think like Jesus. Okay? Don't allow your circumstance to shape your thinking. Don't allow what your experiences, your past to shape your thinking. You can begin to change the way you think. Yeah, you can do that. If you are going to succeed, it starts from your mind. If you are going to fail, it's also in your mind. doesn't matter how hard things are. You have what it takes to overcome that. Amen. You know, one of the titles, one of, one of the names of Jesus is Adam. Okay? He's called the last Adam. The first Adam, yes, was the one that named all the animals. Named creation. Can you imagine? Now, think about his mental capacity. Think about Adam. When God brought the animals to him, I say, you name them. He didn't repeat any. Huh? And he didn't forget any. He said, look, oh, you, lion. 
Then lioness, okay. He goes, she goes. You, elephant. You, giraffe. You, and he's just naming them. I wonder how long it took for him. Do you notice that God didn't even take him through school to teach him how to think? Yeah, God didn't take him to school and say, okay, these are the strategies. If you want to think, this is, you know, for, for um, you know, creative thinking or um, what's the word now? It, it, it escapes my mind. This is for lateral thinking and this is for strategic thinking and this is for, nah, 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 nah. He had it all, boom, inside. Just like one go. God said, I make you in my image after my likeness. Oh, put into him. So all of a sudden, he stands there just like God. And he says, you. And he's just naming them. He can't forget. Can you imagine that? Do you know, do you know that they say that your mind, yeah, when you look at something, your eye, and it links to your mind, they say it has capacity to process 1,100,000 things. 1,100,000 things per second. Just imagine. Just look. 400,000. You process it. That's your mind. In a fallen state. So you can imagine where Adam was. Now, the last Adam comes, and the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. After Adam, Jesus is the only one that came up to that capacity. He got it all so that you and I can enter into it. I'm telling you, unless you stop giving permission to the enemy, he has no power over you. Don't blame anyone. Just get up and say, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I should tell you our story, we won't be here today. The odds, the things that come, that came, the obstacles, the challenges, the impossibilities, the list is endless. But we just look and say, ah, oh, we're going through. You start by thinking it. You think, you think God will just give you a billion rands to handle. Your mind has to have the capacity to manage that without going insane. can bless you because you are at that place. And you need to get up, rise up Amen. to that point. When a million rand will just look like chicken change to you. Yes. You are still impressed with one million rand. Yeah. You have a major financial problem. Yeah. yeah. But it's in the mind. It's in the mind. Start thinking. Start stretching. If you want to succeed. In, in, in fact, you can never go where your mind has not been. 
So you need to start asking yourself, where do I want to be in the next 10 years? I'm telling you how I operate. So you now ask yourself, who is where I want to be? Okay? Who are the people that you can think about? Where I want to be? Then you start following them. Possible, hang around them. Then your mind will open to some things. Amen? Amen? Instead of sitting in that your little hole, listen, even if you are in a rat hole, let your mind not be in that hole. Amen. You might be there physically, but let your mind... You see, I often say imagination is free. You don't need to pay anybody to imagine. Start seeing yourself out of that. Start seeing yourself in a better place. Start seeing yourself doing great things. Start seeing yourself raising the dead. You have to start seeing it. Why does God always want to put picture in the minds of his people? Because he knows that that's the command center. So sometimes some of the prophetic words you receive, God is just trying to take your mind to where he's trying to take you. Sometimes the messages you receive, God is just trying to show you, you can get there. You can, you can achieve this. You can become this. But some of us are so married to our situation. You need to divorce yourself Amen. from that situation. Amen. And it doesn't matter how many times you failed. Listen, don't be intimidated by failure. Okay? In fact, the more you fail, the more likely you are to succeed. Yeah. Just think about it. Haven't you seen a child learning to walk? How many times do they fail? Countless times. But the more they fail, the more they get up and attempt. You see, that's our default mindset. That's what God gave to us. But we learned something else. We learned to be fearful. We learned to be afraid. Because now people are going to say this. People are going to say that. The child does not think like that when he falls. Even when you laugh, he just gets up and tries again. And falls and gets up and tries again. Keeps trying every day. Keeps trying every day. Eventually, he gets it right. Then you start clapping. Is that not so? Amen. But why is it that as an adult, when you try things, you try something once, it doesn't work. You now go into your shell. And you say, this, this walking thing doesn't work. Carry me, carry me. Nobody's going to carry you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at a man like Abraham. Think about Abraham. Abraham, I mean, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 12, from verse 1, the Bible says that God has said to Abraham, He says, Get out of your country, huh? 
Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Okay? And then he says what? Verse 2. Come on. I will make you a great nation. Amen. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Verse 3. It says, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What is God doing here? He's putting information into his command center. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. The information is coming in. Yeah. Now, it's up to Abraham to process that information. Okay? Because garbage in, garbage out. You know that, right? And yet, you keep taking garbage. People tell you this and you believe them. You accommodate them. My mind is not for rent. I'm not going to allow anyone to rent any space in my mind. Begin to put all their junk inside. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I won't take it. So God says to Abraham, look, this is it. I'm going to make you great. This is who you're going to be. And then Abraham is supposed to now he gets up. Do you know that when God is speaking, he doesn't mind the situation. Right. Your circumstance is immaterial. Yeah. It's a matter of fact. Yeah. What significant is what he is saying. Yeah. Because what he is saying has the power to redefine your life. Yeah. It has the power to determine your future. So God doesn't look and say, oh, sorry, you know, I can see you have this pain here, you have this, oh, I can see this person is treating you like this. No, 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 no. He speaks into your future. But many of us struggle to take, to receive from God. We don't know how to process it. So we're receiving from God, but then at the same time we're receiving from circumstances. We're receiving from the enemy. We're receiving from people. And all of them are, want your command center. Because they want to dictate your future. They want to dictate what you become. And that's why you find that there are even people with disability that end up becoming great. And doing great things. Why? Because they didn't allow their disability... To affect their mind. Yeah. You know about Nick, the guy without limbs. I mean, how, how can you? No limbs, no hands, no legs. And he's encouraging people with hands and legs. Yeah. Hey, can, 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 can you see? God is using him as a message yeah. to this generation. Yeah. And then you complain. Everybody, the first thing comes out of your mouth is a complaint. You wake up in the morning. What's good about today? Huh? Somebody says good morning. What's good about the morning? How can you be so negative? Hmm? Even if you had a bad dream, it's, it's a dream, but a dream cannot control your life. You can. Re redress that dream. 
There are times I've told people, go back into that dream and defeat that thing. Amen. Yeah. So he tells Abraham, and look at what he says in chapter 22. Let's look at Genesis 22. My Lord. God is working on Abraham's mind. Okay? He calls Abraham, and this guy has a great destiny. Great destiny, but there's so much that is working against him. Just like many of you here. You have a great destiny, but there's so much working against you. So much working against you. Chapter 22 of Genesis. I want to, for the sake of time, read from verse 16. This was after... Uh, Abraham passed the test of sacrificing Isaac. Okay? Sometimes you'll be tested. So, it's okay to be tested. There's nothing wrong with the test. Okay? It's like you go to school and you're angry that they're giving you exams. You can't do that. You must be given exams. You must be given tests. So God, from time to time, will give you tests. So you need to change that bad habit of always murmuring, grumbling, and complaining. These are three brothers that are against your destiny. Yeah. Look out. Sometimes you think you, you complain before you think. You need to repent. Start repenting because that's what is killing God's purpose in your life. All right? So stop it. Touch someone and say, stop it. Don't do it again. Amen. Don't do it again. Yeah. So look at uh, chapter, 16, uh, chapter 22, verse 16. He says, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you, Huh? Your descendants shall be as the stars of the heaven and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. Hallelujah. Now, why is God using this language? Your descendants shall be as the sand on the seashore and as stars. Because these are things that Abraham sees every day. God is working on his mind. Amen. Do you understand? He's working on his mind. He's trying to give him a picture. He's trying to give him something that will speak to his destiny. Because he, remember, he was in the desert, right? What's the most abundant thing in the desert? Sand. That's right. So every morning when he wakes up and he's walking, he's looking at my descendants. Like this. If anybody cannot count this, they cannot count my descendants. Although now Sarah is barren, but my descendants shall be like this. My descendants shall be like this. Every single day he sees the sand, he remembers the word of the Lord. Although Sarah is, is barren, although she has passed menopause, you know, 
Obviously, at this time, Isaac had already been born. But this was not the first time God told him that. The first time God told him that, she was still barren. Are you getting my point? And then at night, what does he see? The stars. And it will interest you to know that Abraham's um, family used to be um, astrologer. They used, to, they used to study the stars. They used to worship the stars. So he knew that you cannot number stars. So God gave him something for the night, something for the day. To work on his mind. Are you getting my point? So whatever it is you are going through, you need something to put in your mind. You need to find, you need to be intentional. Intentionally get something that speaks to your destiny. On a daily basis, put it in your mind. Put it in your mind. And that brings me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. When, when, when Moses had died, when Moses died, you know how powerful Moses was. I mean, this guy, this guy, the whole country. Finished, wrecked the army of, can you imagine the superpower of the day? It's like U.S. You wake up and you destroy the whole of American army. That's what Moses did. This guy part of the Red Sea. This guy, I mean, this guy talked to God face to face. He'll go on the mountain 40 days, no food, no, no water, and he's there talking to God. And he will come his face glowing. Now this guy is dead. And God says, Joshua, you take over. Now, if you are in, if you were the one, <laughs> will you be excited? I mean, this is somebody that wrote the constitution of a whole nation Amen. alone. Yeah. There was no committee. There was no commission. They sat together, put their brains together and all of that. No, he sat down. He, he wrote the constitution for the nation, how they should be governed. He gave them health, this thing. He, I mean, go read. Everything. He, put, he put a whole nation together. And all the principles to govern the nation, he put them all together. One man. Now he's dead. Joshua, come and take over. <laughs> so that's why God had to start encouraging Joshua. He said, you can do it. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Hey, Joshua, don't be afraid. <laughs> so God now gives Joshua a recipe for success. Look at this. He says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. Yes? But you shall what? Meditate in it day and night. Can you see? What God gave to Abraham was something for meditation. So the sand was for day medita daytime meditation. The stars was for nighttime meditation. Hallelujah. So, God now breaks it down for Joshua to help Joshua to see there's nothing Moses did that you cannot do. Amen. But the secret is 
Meditation. And now, I'm not talking about transcendental meditation. Don't stop going there. It's not yoga. No, no, no. We're talking about biblical meditation. Biblical meditation, you don't empty your mind. You fill your mind with the word of God. Hallelujah. So this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What do we mean? It shall not depart from your mouth. Hmm? No, I don't want your dirty Bible. <laughs> Imagine this is the, the this is the the scroll. Yeah? Because in those days their books were scrolls. They are not like ours today. So it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Is that what it's saying? You just So in other words, Joshua, everywhere you go, make sure the scroll is in your mouth. <laughs> no, that's not what he's saying. Yeah. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It means don't stop saying it. Amen. Don't stop speaking it. Amen. That's how faith works. Yeah. Don't stop speaking. He says you shall meditate in it day and night. Right? That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. According to all that is written in it. And then after that, God will prosper you. Is that what it says? No. You will what? Make your way prosperous and you will have Can you see that? Prosper is not anybody's responsibility. Can you see that? Who is going to make Joshua prosper? God? No. God didn't say, I'm going to make you prosper. He didn't say, I'm going to make you prosper. He didn't say, if you sow this seed, Joshua, you just prosper. In as much as there's a place for sowing seed, but that's not what will prosper you. That is not what will prosper you. Amen. They have lied to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you sow the seed, but you must meditate. Yes. Yes. Day and night. You must be diligent. For you to do it day and night, it requires diligence. Amen. The diligent soul shall be made rich. Yes. It requires diligence. So the command center of your mind requires diligence. You need to. Every day, what are you putting in? What are you processing? What are you sending out? Can you see? That's what will determine the direction of your life. Stop it. Stop blaming people. Stop it. It's not okay. You're bigger than that. You're better than that. Are you following me? God has given you what it takes. You just wake up and say, Father, where are we going today? Yeah. So I know beyond a shadow of the doubt, we're going to reach every household in Midrand. It's not, it's not a, it's not, it's, it's already established in my mind. We're going to see 10% of Midrand saved. I know. 
You know, there's a place you believe, but then there's a place you know. I've gone beyond believing. I've come to a point of knowing. So you believe, you start by believing, but then as you progress, you come to the place of knowing. And once you know, nothing can take it away. It's just a matter of time. So you will make your way prosperous. There's a way to think in order to prosper. There's a way to think. All right? Learn to think the thoughts of God. Learn to think positive thoughts. That's why reading is important. Of course, you have to be wise in your reading. There's a lot of garbage on social media. People don't know that internet is not always accurate. Yeah. But there are good things there. There are bad things there. So, but you need to be smart enough to know, ah, this, 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 this. No. This is what God is saying. It's like the people that are writing against time. They don't know what they're saying. They're mixing all kinds of scriptures together. They don't understand the history of the tithe. They don't understand the kinds of tithe. They don't understand how it applies to the New Testament. They have no clue. And they're blasting. And many, some of you are liking what they're saying. Some of them are messengers of Satan. We are in the New Testament. Jesus is our high priest. Amen. Amen. He's our high priest under the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the one that received tithes from Abraham. All right? During the time of Moses, it was Aaron. The Aaronic order of priesthood. But during the time of Abraham, it was the Melchizedek order of priesthood me. So a lot of things that are said in the, in the law have to do with the Aaronic priesthood. Amen. So take some Aaronic priesthood material and they want to apply to the Melchizedek order. It doesn't apply. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But in the Melchizedek order, they re- in, if you read, study properly, in the Aaronic priesthood, the priest go to collect the tithe. Yes, that's but in the Melchizedek order, they receive. People bring it willingly. Very different. Very different. So Jesus, our, the New Testament is based on the Melchizedek order of priests. It's based on the Melchizedek order. And some one confused fool on the internet is blabbing his mouth. And Christians are saying, you are a man sent by God. The day judgment will answer for misleading God's people. But anyway, God's people are gullible. They don't read their Bibles. So they don't know how to rightly divide the word. They don't know. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that is not to be ashamed, rightly 
fighting the word of truth. If you don't study, you will not be a prophet. And that's why you will blab nonsense and disgrace yourself online. Let's come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes the Holy Spirit has ways of dealing with issues when we come to church like this. I think somebody needed that. Hallelujah. The command center of your mind. God wants to sit there. And he wants you to sit there as well. And together you shape your future. Together you shape your destiny. Hallelujah. You start thinking the thoughts that God has for you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter your mistakes. So what? Who doesn't made the mistake? Okay, I, I don't have any experience. So what? You start from somewhere. Then you get experience. Am I correct? So if you go there, you apply for that job, they say, no, you don't have experience. Go. So what? They, they, they don't deserve you. Start thinking like that. They, they can't receive you because they don't deserve you. Not because you are not, you are not good enough. Because they, they can't handle you. They don't deserve you. That's how I think. And you better start thinking like that. So when they, when they now write and then they say things about you, maybe you go for your, some of you that went, had your review or whatever, assessment or what do you call it again? Appraiser. God bless you. Appraiser. English language. So you're a praiser, and then you are so down because somebody. Maybe you did, you you didn't get some things right. That's okay. That's not the end of you. All right. Tell yourself, I am better. I have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus was able to get 100% of the mind that God gave Adam before the fall. And you have access to that. Let's, let's pray. Why don't you talk to the Lord? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.